Oh, that. Okay. I was like, that was a loud ass notification sound thing. Nothing popped up. I don't uh, whatever. All right, ready? What's up? Welcome back, everyone, to me, myself, and today is act two of me, myself, and I. I've been having these conversations with myself lately and my lovely engineers, Wolf and Yomi. They're not even my engineers at this point. Y'all are my friends. That sounds so fucking weird to say my engineers, Jesus. But yeah, and I'm like, we're all having the conversations of like, you know, we love having all these amazing people come to my show and having you all get to know them, which is amazing. And it's so fulfilling for me. Y'all have no idea how fulfilling it is for me, but I'm like, should we start letting the girls know who I am? Even if that means answering a few questions or talking about a few random topics from here to there and whatnot. So yeah, let's do it. Schedule opened up, you know, just booked and blessed, not really. Um, and we we're just like, yeah, let's, let's have that conversation today. So yeah, welcome to me, myself, and I, act two. I don't know how often I'm going to be doing these things, but I'm going to be trying to make them often just as some type of extra content for you all to enjoy and get to know me. So it's almost like like a pre-date. It's almost like a screening before a date in a way, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like if I was, which I do often, I have like these little like online obsessions with like mutuals that I know from like around the area or like on Twitter or Instagram and like, I'll, yeah, I'll stalk the Instagram and stalk the Twitter. That's basic. But I'm like, what else can I find? And I'll look up if they have anything on YouTube. And I'm like, oh, they posted a journalism piece back in college. I'm like, let me fucking watch this shit. And next time I see them, I just have, you know, their fucking college thesis in the back of my head even though we're at fucking poppy juice or the Rosemont. But you never know when that important information is going to be handy. But I went on a date with a guy and I did that. And I came across his YouTube. Really? And he, whenever, like, because we were kind of around the same age, whenever um, we were in middle school, he had, like, crumping videos. And he could dance. <laughs> and, I was, and he was not that now. And I was trying so hard not to bring that up. <laughs> But did you inform yourself with his crumping background in case you needed to? Of course. See, it's like the idea of like pretending to like something because like your crush does. Yeah. Like, have you ever tried liking like, I feel like I talked about this with my guest Isaiah back in the day of the show, but like, have you ever like faked liked an artist or like a movie or a show for a crush? Yeah, for sure. Or just be like, oh yeah, I've heard of that before. And it's just like, no, I haven't. I'm the same way. I've done that so many times. I've tried to make it like my personality and I'm just sitting there. My ears are bleeding. I'm like, I don't want to fucking listen to this <laughs> shit, but he listens to this fucking shit. Uh, yeah, I've done that before. I'll look up people's LinkedIn's and stuff like that. Same. All the time. Why not? <laughs> because I'm like, I want to see what their profile picture is on there too. I'm like, do they have a professional headshot or is it more of like a business cash moment? But you know how like LinkedIn now, they can see who view your profile? I don't like that. Fuck, that's right. And TikTok too. I realized that. I took those settings off TikTok quick. Because it's like, yeah, you can take it off. So it doesn't show when you're looking at somebody's story? But you can also... Or po profile, whatever? Yeah, but you can't also see who looked at yours. It has to be like a... Ugh, yeah, mutual. Yeah. No. I like knowing who looked at mine. Because if you look at mine, I'm following you back. I don't care. Like, that's my thing. I'm like, there's some type of interest sparked here. Same right. thing as LinkedIn. I'm like, okay, bitch from E! News like, looked at my shit. Okay, y'all hiring? Like, I'll right. look right back. But, uh, yeah, I'll, like, look at the LinkedIn, everything. I'll know where they went to school and all that. Just in case. Just in case. To find something, some common ground. Yeah. No, I hear you. It's, you know. You've been doing this. You've been researching like. <laughs> that's the thing. I just, that's a very good point. You know what? I don't think it's psychotic or crazy. I just think it's a testament to our broadcasting background. Mm -hmm. I'm just doing research on my guests. Yep. 
Same thing we do whenever I have a lovely guest come to the show. I do my research before we chat with somebody. Mm -hmm. I'm just looking at 10, 15 years down the past where you went to middle school. Because you never know. You never know when that's going to be important. But I hope nobody does the same to me because it's just going to be like cringy pictures of me in middle school and wearing head to toe Aeropostale. I'm, gonna, I'm about to Google you. <laughs> what are you going to search? What do you search when you Google? Like if you were to Google me, what are you going to search? Your first and that last name. Okay. So we're live Googling myself. So from what I could see comes up is my professional website at the joke. I'm saying at fuck. Oh my God. I'm turning into a Gen Z, Ugh. but, um, my professional website, if you want to send it to any job recruiters is the joeyjabala.com. And it highlights my work that I've done at the breakfast club, power to five, Elvis Duran show. I heart. Okay. Megan, the stallion college radio, you know, that's my resume. That's my portfolio. I like to call granted still needs to be updated, but you know, this is cute. Thank you. See, she's professional. So if anyone's hiring out there, the joyjabal.com will be in the bio or the description. But let's go to images. Oh, God. Oh, no. Images. There's an image from my first drag performance ever. Oh, my gosh. I see it. I have water rushing to my eyes right now. Yes. You know what? I think it's time we tell that story. Okay. And I'm going to send me that link. I, I think that's from like my college newspaper. Panther, Panther Now. Panther Now. Yep. Shout out to FIU, I guess. Thanks for the piece of paper that costed a lot of money to get. But um, my degree. But. Oh, you went to FIU? Uh-huh. Oh, cool. Yeah, I did my last. Like I, I transferred there. there. Really? Yeah, for soccer. Oh, shit. But I decided not to. Yeah, I fully like transferred there only because like I was looking for a school at the radio station and I was like who the fuck is gonna take me like I'm so bad at school and I could only just talk I guess but yeah so the picture that comes up oh my god this is on some George Santos ass ghost of drag queens past buffoonery oh my god I have not seen this picture in fucking forever we're gonna for the dolls that are watching on YouTube and Spotify, because Spotify offers video footage now from each episode of Me, Myself, and which is hot. Um, I'm going to put the image up of me in full fucking high whore drag. This is... Um, that's April, definitely... April 8th. April 8th. Yep, this was Miami Pride. Oh, I'm trying shit. to see if this is before or after I performed. I'm looking at if my eyebrows are popping out or not. It's almost your anniversary. Yes. <laughs> this is what, 2018, yeah? Yes. 2018. So yeah, the picture that comes up when you Google me is this really gives like George Santos tease, except you know, I can't relate to that disgusting ass human. But um the photo that comes up of me is a photo of me after or in drag in full high whore drag performing my first ever gig ever as a drag entertainer in fucking Miami Pride that took place on South Beach, all up Ocean Drive. The gig was offered to me by Miss Toto. Shout out to you, Miss Toto. Thank you so much for that life-changing gig, that life-changing day. I was with, I'm so terrible for forgetting their name. I was a part of um, a float that was affiliated with this really lovely church that was open and welcoming <laughs> to all LGBTQ plus folk. And we had like a full on, dance routine like I was in rehearsals I kid you not for like a month like in hot ass Miami heat outside bucking and twirling in these gold heels and boots and everything and we rehearsed like for a month and our routine was so fire like I can't even lie like I ate that shit up um we performed one of the songs from the Oz the fucking, ugh, I hate this song, but that like, this is me song from The Greatest Showman. That song is so triggering. And this, and you know, the classic for the girls out there that get it, that like classic respect remix, the respect, respect, like that one. Um, I'm trying to remember what else is in there. Cause I did it two years in a row because I was that amazing at it. And so the story of the day goes 
because that day of that show, Yomi, I kid you not, is so fucking intense. I talk about my memoir. I talk about my biopic. I talk about the autobiographical scripted series of my life that's going to come one day. But this 24 hours deserves its own saga, part one and part two, like Breaking Dawn. Like, it was such an epic span of events that happened in such a short amount of time. It was wild. So it's story time suddenly. Page one. So like we're getting ready. It's my two close friends that I met from the college station I worked at in FIU. Ali and Andrea. Shout out to you, Ali. Shout out to you, Andrea. I love you and miss you both. Andrea's technically my drag mother because like she taught me everything I know about drag. And we basically, like, I could not find a fucking outfit to wear at all because I was broke and couldn't find shit, which is 2023 years later and shit ain't changed. But um, we went to the fabric stores that day, which is the day before the performance, and, like, made this outfit of this, like, gold corset I had ordered from Amazon and, like, this fucking, like, goofy-ass black fringe that was accented with gold on it or not fringe uh tool excuse me it was like a tool skirt and we like spent all night like sewing it and putting it together and hot gluing it and shit together when i tell you i didn't sleep andre and i both didn't sleep ali said fuck this shit it was like three in the morning he was out he had to go to bed my call time i believe was like like early, like I want to say like 9 a.m. or something like that because it's the pride parade. It starts quite early in the day. So getting into drag for the first time ever, that's like you got to give yourself a good three hours to like learn everything, put shit together. Great. I was still practicing makeup at the time, so I had some clue. But when you looked at my face, it looks like I had no fucking clue. When I look back at that picture, I see a lot of memories, but I do not see a lot of skill. But we've progressed since then. And... um. Yeah, I didn't sleep one second that whole night. I got up, I got ready, got into full drag, blocked brows, everything, outfit. And my friends and I were talking. This is a very important part of the story. This is such a tangent, but whatever. It's so fucking iconic. Ali asked me, he's just like, so does your mom know you're doing drag? And I'm like, no, she's not going to find out. And he's like, uh, girl, are you sure? And that's exactly how Ali said it. Ali, if you're watching, like, you remember this moment quite clearly because it was quite a cursed moment. Um, and I was like, no, she's not going to find out. Like, love my family. We've had this talk on this show before. Love my family. We're all fine now. But I come from a very conservative Egyptian background. And we know how those people feel about LGBTQ folk, especially drag entertainers. Granted, my family doesn't give a fuck now, but this day and age at this time of my life my goodness it was intense and he's like okay girl that's fine we're ordering the car to south beach pride or to miami beach pride and we're ordering it to south beach because that's where it's at it's hot as fuck it's like 95 degrees summer essentially in miami we're almost late we gotta go we get in the car guess who calls me Yes, my mother calls me. And I'm like, hey, mom. You know, like when you're like when you're on the way to doing something, I don't want to say bad because it wasn't bad, but something that like your parents don't know you're doing and they call you or contact you while you're doing such activity and you like overcompensate. And then you look around to see if they're in the area. <laughs> no, it, I was looking to see if there were like lasers pointed at me. Like I was like, did this bitch have people after me? Like it was... I was frightened. I was like, hey, mom, I miss you so much. I think I'm going to be coming next week or something to visit you and surprise you. Like, how are you? I miss you so much. And she's like, are you dressing up like a girl? And I was like, and all my friends in the car, <laughs> all my friends in the car could hear and I didn't even have the phone on speaker. Like, the shit is dug up under my wig in my ear and they could still hear this angry Egyptian woman screaming at me. She's like, are you dressing up like a girl? And my friend Ali, the one who fucking predicted this tragic event to happen, him and I just lock eyes, and I'm like, 
Oh, girl. And I'm like, um, it's like it's it's an art. Like I'm trying to explain it the best I can to this almost 60 year old Arab woman that truly just doesn't really get it in this moment specifically. Now she does. But in this moment, she had no fucking idea. Completely different generation, completely different country. Like I have so much more um, perspective for her point now. But still. I'm stressed. I'm late. I'm like, I don't need this right now. Da, da, da. I'm like, we'll just talk about this later. I'm on my way to something. Cause she ended up stalking my like Instagram and finding out that like I was dibbling and dabbling and like going out and drag and such like that. And certain homophobic family members of mine happened to report her on such events. So thank y'all. Anyways, um, how's that going for them? But um, yeah, so we get to the gig. We pull up, I meet with the lovely church that I was dancing with and the parade goes on for a minute and the number I think was like a total of five minutes. When I tell you I performed this fucking mega mix ass number like maybe over 50 times, like we're on South Beach going up Ocean Drive on the concrete in the middle of the pride parade. Everyone, you know, is walking the parade. They're doing their cute things. No, my church and I had a fucking choreographed routine planned out. I was the lead of it. And it was such a fun moment, I will say. I've always wanted to do, do dancing. I've always wanted to perform, but I've never gotten around to it. And so to be able to have that moment for the whole day, just dedicated to doing something I love, I went the fuck off. Like, look up videos and please try to tell me that I didn't eat because I ate and you know what else I ate the fucking concrete for a good minute so at some point of the day I think it was like maybe the middle of the day so like we still had like the complete other half of ocean drive to drive down through and the parade and whatnot and we're going back to back numbers numbers and numbers and I'm performing in full drag on the concrete doing splits and death drops and all that in fucking padding and layers of tights and everything. I'm sweating my ass off and I always do, but this was extra. And there's a part of the number where I do, I give the girls like a few cute, you know, pirouettes and whatever. And I'm on my own and I jump into a split. And when I tell you, I was so excited and I like the adrenaline was flowing in me. Like I was a few numbers down. Like this shit was in my muscles at this point. Like I was like, let's just do this again and again and again. I jump up so fast to go into this jump split. I have the video and I will attach it to this. I come down so hard. My chin, this is the concrete. My chin slaps the concrete like that while I'm going down in a split. My chin dribbles off the concrete. I did basketball for eight years and never have I ever fucking seen anything dribble quite like my fucking poor little dainty chin on the fucking concrete road of Ocean Drive in South Beach, Miami. When I tell you, I hear all the dancers behind me. <gasps> gasp in the middle of them dancing <laughs> i hear them all gasp in the middle of us performing and i have my hair over my head at this point because i you know was giving the girls a flip and drama and in my split and everything obviously professional things and in that moment i'm like did i just bust all my bottom teeth out like am i gonna be okay is this day about to like this day was already so chaotic and crazy, but is it about to turn into like something serious? Like, are we about to have to shut shit down and mama has to get sent to the hospital and fucking drag? Like, it was wild. So I come up from my split, I turn around and I ask the dancers, I'm like, am I good? Do I look okay? Are my teeth still here? Do I like, I fucking slam my face into the concrete. They're all like, wait, you look fine. They're like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I feel completely fine. It was fully the adrenaline. It has been, that was 2018, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. It's been five years since then. And I could confirm, let me tap on this 
wood flooring here in case something happens. I can confirm I haven't had any health difficulties due to that incident. Other incidents in drag? Absolutely. And we'll talk about those in another me, myself, and I, Act 3 maybe or something. But I was completely, I left completely unscathed. It was fully the adrenaline that got me through that horrific incident. And it's so funny. My favorite part about that whole thing, it's one, it's on video. <laughs> I just hear, I can't not unhear, I don't know if I said that right. I cannot unhear the sound of the crowd and the dancers gasping for their lives when my face hit the floor. It's so funny. You see somebody in the back, the moment my face hit the floor, take their fan and just start clapping their fan. That shit was so funny. The whole performance, his fan stayed completely still. I was twirling, doing stunts, whatever, but it took me to smack my face into the fucking concrete for you to be like, you know what, bitch? Work. It was historic, honestly. And then, yeah, the rest of the day went, happened, and I got home and completely passed out on the floor, still in drag. And I mean on the floor. I just, like, came home and just, like, in full drag and then woke up dropped my friends off home and got McDonald's to celebrate a very successful first performance. So that was quite a long fucking story. So yeah, this episode really just became about that. So that explains that photo. That photo is honestly war evidence. You know, it's like a photo or a painting taken from a battle of some sort. But any fucking way speaking of queer things and queer activities and whatnot i engage in quite a fun queer activity this weekend which was the miley cyrus endless summer vacation release party that took place at the rosemont this past weekend which was um done by miley's label and they picked the zoo party that takes place at the rosemont every friday um produced by luis fernando and many other lovely individuals shout out to y'all and that happened on Friday, and it was such a good time. First of all, I don't think I've ever seen the Rosemont that busy. I've been to the Rosemont quite often, especially now as I'm in my quarter-life crisis era where I find myself there often partying away and twirling away questionable thoughts of my existence and where life is taking us. I've never seen it that fucking busy. We walked in at 11 because we had, I had to get there at 11 since I was hosting and it was packed. So, uh, what's it called? Kocheck was already fucking sold out and you could not move. Granted ended up being a really fun night still shout out to Reese Havoc for performing. She turned it. Um, Lady Camden was also there. Shout out to Lady Camden. Um, it was wild. I will say I got in a heated dispute with somebody in the bathroom line because this is a whole thing. It was really not that deep. So I'm in the bathroom line and my friend wanted to join me as I'm about to go in essentially. And these people are like, you're cutting the line. You're letting your friend cut the line. I'm like, girl, I've literally been in line in front of you this whole fucking time. And trust me, I never want to be that person that's like cuts line or whatever, but like I've been in line this whole time and my friend is just coming in with me. We're not doing drugs in this bathroom. My nose is too small for that. Like, and so they're like, whatever. And now I'm outside of the bathroom waiting for my friends, my other friends to finish the restroom. And these other people come up to me. I think there are um, other fellow performers in the area they're asking me, they're like, are you waiting in line? Uh, do you mind if we cut? We have to pee really bad. And I'm like, hun, I'm not in line. Like, you talk to the people waiting in line. Like, I'm literally just here waiting for my friends. And so these girls, these random gentlemen or people, individuals, I guess, on this planet, just start barking. And they're like, you need to stop letting people cut the line. Blah, 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 blah. You, are you, like, managing the line or something? No, hun. First of all, I'm hosting. Two, I'm pretty. Three, shut the fuck up. Like, Stop barking. Like, just what are you doing? And I I like to keep composed at all moments. I like to be a lady, but I had to buck up just a little bit, push my 
big tits out for a moment and remind these girls not to yell at somebody, especially when you're in the fucking wrong. And I was like, excuse me, girls. Um, I'm just here waiting for my friends. And once I said that, they're like, oh, oh, okay, we're, we're so sorry. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Don't worry about it. But just don't fucking yell at somebody, especially when you're the fucking idiot who made the mistake here because you might run into the wrong one. And they're just like, well, who's the wrong one? And I'm like, me. And then they went into the restroom and do what they have to do. So anyways, <laughs> I didn't know if I should have shared that detail or not, but it was a fucking good time. I had a really fun time. Honestly, that was one of my most favorite nights at the Rosemont. Shout out to the Rosemont. Like, you are the tried and true girl. Always there for us every weekend. And most is going to be a $10 cover if it's a really popping party going on. But yeah, shout out to Rosemont. Shout out to Zoo. Shout out to Fake Nudes. Shout out to you girls. Y'all really keep us entertained in that little refrigerator. And I wouldn't have it any other fucking way. But yeah, so that party is for Miley's Endless Summer Vacation album, which I think it's time to talk about. Um, I fucking love it. I love it. Nothing is going to be Plastic Hearts ever. Plastic Hearts is something so fucking excellent. It's such a moment in her career. And it's just going to be something that gets more and more attention and recognition as time keeps on going. Because when it came out during the pandemic, obviously there are pandemic, you know, um, situational effects that played onto the not so fulfilling response of the album done by the public, but I'm like, nobody cared about it that much when it came out, which is quite a shame because it's her best album. But Endless Summer Vacation is great. I think it's an amazing compilation of all the sounds she's explored. I like to say that the album is like a love child between Plastic Hearts, Younger Now, and Dead Pets, actually, because... The album has like that pop rock, you know, tea she was exploring with on Plastic Hearts. It has a little bit of like, you know, the typical Miley Country twang, specifically the kind of more breezy West Coast LA vibe she was going for with Younger Now. And then, oh, my nose is stuffy. And then Dead Pets, like it has some kind of like of those uh, psychedelic, sonic elements and inspos in some songs like handstand and whatnot so yeah i love the album and i genuinely can't stop listening to it Ooh, water's dripping down anyways i would love to hear a deluxe though with like i would love to hear sis on some of these songs because i love hearing her on rock songs so they should really keep that in mind like sis on rose colored lenses or jaded or something like that or island did uh, she have any features? Um, she did. It was Sia and Brandy Carlisle, but they're not even like features features. They're just doing like background vocals, but she has them credited on um, two of the songs. Sia's on Muddy Feet and Brandy Carlisle's on Thousand Miles, which is one of the best songs on the album, which goes to my ranking. If I have to pick my top three, my favorite song in the album is Island. Sonically, lyrically, excellent song. One of her best songs ever. Um, it's very introspective and I love when Miley gets like that. Like, yeah, okay. Like we'll hear about her bitching about Liam or her relationship or whatever, like love songs typical. Okay. But like, I love when the girls get introspective, like sit in the back of your Uber home, pull out your notepad, look out the window and just think about life and write some shit. I love when the girls make songs like that introspective songs that aren't necessarily about someone more so something that we could all relate to it most times in our lives. So I would say Island is up there. Violet Chemistry is excellent. It's just excellent. And then maybe Thousand Miles is good too. But I also love Wonder Woman. I love River. The video for River is fucking hot. Oh my God, it's so good. It's like Madonna's Girl Gone Wild meets Marina's How to Be a Heartbreaker. That's how I see it. But yeah, I love it. Um, Miley should really come to the show. I've had a lot of run-ins with Miley too. Like weird little like coincidences and like run-ins. Not like personal, personal run-ins, but like weird things where I'm like, I feel like this bitch and I are meant to chat one day and it just might be here on this couch. Um, you know, that was the first time I ever smoked. What? Weed was with Miley Cyrus. 
I'm being so serious when I say this. You got to like. So, <laughs> and I'm not saying with like, you know, I was in like her fucking Malibu house, just her and I, but whoa, I was at her. Wait, what year? This was 2015. This is when never she was in her um, Mike Will era. This no, was after. That was after. Like right after. Yeah. yeah. She was still working with him at the time, but this was when she was doing an album called Miley Cyrus and her Dead Pets, which was literally yes. about... You remember yeah, that? Yes. That's that's like my one of my favorite Miley albums. It's so good. But she but was the doing, glitter and stuff, right? What was that? The album has like glitter and stuff. Yes, yeah. exactly. She was doing so much drugs. What a good time. And um I went to go see her show in DC with my friend Nick and my friend Joe, my bestie. And during her song Lighter, she had a joint that she lit on stage. And she's passing it. And who does she pass it to? Mm. <laughs> It was this these two little uneven fingers here that grabbed that thing and so fucking awkwardly and ugly <laughs> smoked it, whatever. I don't even think I got any type of high from it. Damn, this was five years from COVID. Isn't that crazy? That's like that. That's crazy. That's because it's like crazy. now we, we would be like. Uh, I still think if I was at the show and Miley was handing me a joy, I'd be like, thank you. I'll just get tested the next morning. <laughs> I would I would try to have some Especially, faith. well, if, I think in the peak of 2020, I would be like... Oh, no. But, no, like, no, because no. it's kind of, like, mellowed out. It's like, all right. Yeah. Yeah, you know, but... It's just, like, a mild cold or something. Yeah, cough, cough, sneeze, yeah. fever. But, um, yeah. And so... That's fun. I, like... My dumbass being like fucking 18 and not knowing a thing in the world and just naive. I like pass it back to her in the video because it's on video. She's like, pass it around. Like, and so I give it to my best friend and then so forth. And it's funny. I fucking manifested that moment straight from my asshole. Like, I always said throughout high school because I went to a high school, I mean, as most people did, but like my high school was like <laughs> full of stoners, like full of weird white homophobic stoners and I never smoked throughout high school I did not smoke a single thing throughout high school and I would never want to go to house parties and stuff like that not because like I was scared to but I was like these people aren't cute no shade like and it genuinely isn't any shade I was just like I just eh. in my head I and I said this verbally you could ask my friends I was like I want to smoke with Miley Cyrus and Rihanna I would say that every single time and people would just laugh. And then who had the fucking last laugh? Bitch. Me, whore. <laughs> and it fucking happened. And in that moment, like, it was like the fucking scene in Everything Everywhere all at once where everything everywhere all at once, like, happens. And she's like, oh, like, all of her worlds come together <laughs> after I took the hit of that <laughs> joint. And not because I got high. If anything, I got less high. And it was because in that moment, I was like, oh, Bitch, it happened. Like, you did it. You manifested it. It fucking happened. It was truly a miracle. It was so iconic. And when I meet Miley, which will hopefully be soon, she should really just fucking come here to the show. That would be really iconic. The first thing I'm going to be like is like, yeah, I smoked for the first time ever with you. Yeah, there were, you know, a few other thousand people around, but I like to think that moment was just for you and I. So that moment was fucking truly truly historic are we good on recording time i don't want to be going over um we are on let's see 34 damn feels like i've been talking for like light years okay cool so that's been fun that was a moment that was most pleasing to me in my career it was a moment that treated me very well and so we're gonna move on to questions now sent by friends of mine listeners and whatnot and so yeah next time i post on my story ask me anything y'all really like i mean it ask me anything and i will answer it i'm the type of person where if i'm talking to somebody that i just met and they say tmi i know i'm gonna fucking love that person because i'm like yes bitch you like detail i love fucking detail and i'm gonna give you fucking detail like, I love a TMI person. 
Like when people say that around me, I'm like, you don't need to say that, baby. You could tell me anything genuinely because I'm probably going to say something just as unhinged back to you. Then I'm going to be blocked. But um, yeah, my first question is, how is life currently treating you? Hmm. Life is life. I mean, considering I'm alive and I made it to another day, life is treating me well. Um, It's quite a transitional era that I'm in right now, but... I love it. It's like, it's fucking unhinged. It's like every day is different and I'm just genuinely figuring shit out. And that comes with its successes and it comes with its failures and it comes with its like amazing weeks where I'm running on this like never ending high and I'm like, yes, everything is happening the way it's meant to happen. And then my bestie and roommate, Joe, is like, you haven't spoken in three days. What ha- What's wrong? And I'm like, I'm just tired. But I'm actually, you know, dealing with existential dread. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we fucking prosper. And we move on. And we take deep breaths. And we go on hot girl walks if the weather permits that. And, yeah. I think life has treated me quite well. I feel like I have a sense of autonomy back and power and control back in my life which is cool even if that means you know results may vary on what I'm trying to control or what I'm trying to do I'm just here to learn the lesson like I'm if I do something stupid life just teach me what I did wrong and I'll learn I I was having that conversation with my friend the other day like I don't know I'm just like about that. Like, okay, if I do something stupid, great. I'm not, I don't want to do something stupid. That's like life or death situation. I'm not trying to be an idiot here, but like, you know, if I make a mistake, I'm willing to learn it and go through the shit that, you know, you have to go through in order to learn something. So yeah. So that's how I feel about that. He said my water because my throat is rather dry. Okay. The next question is, where do you hope me and myself and takes you? Um, I feel like I've answered a similar question like this before, but I don't mind answering it again. Ideally, I would love for the show to get picked up by some type of like podcast network or something that would be cool, where I've always had the fantasy of it being becoming like a Amazon music show or like a Apple radio, Apple music type of thing. Like how Zane Lowe, like all of his episodes are on Apple music and you get to watch them on YouTube. Like I would love for my show to be something of that type, but something that's still so my own would be really cool. And I don't think those platforms no shade have something like what my guests and I bring to my show. So I think it would be a really cool complimentary feature on their platforms like that would be cool um where do I hope me myself and takes me I also use the show as like a live and visual portfolio to just show like what I'm capable of whether it be like me being talent on camera speaking and presenting myself and putting a set together granted there's many people that help me out that Yomi Wolf my other engineers and friends here Um, but yeah, and it's just a way of like actively practicing what I like to do, what I went to school for, what I put so much energy and time into. And yeah, there are so much things I want to do later on in life. And maybe later doesn't even mean like 30 years from now, later can be next week. You never know what life has in store for you. Like I want to get into acting. I want to get into like TV acting, movie acting, all of that. I want to be in a fucking horror film. If you had to be in a movie, like, what kind of genre would you be in? Um, I'm trying to think if I would be in the type of genre that I like watching. Yep. Because I really, the last movie that, like, I loved so much was probably Parasite. Mm. And I was like, could I sell myself in something like that? I don't know. But I love that movie. It was so good. I still need to see it. It's it was really good. I heard it was amazing. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. And that's what I think about all the time. It's like just because you like it doesn't mean you're meant for like that genre or whatever. But because it's like I don't think I want something that intense, more like light. 
like kind of like a Dave TV show. Yeah. Kind of like something like stupid like that. Dave would be funny. Like a broad city, like yes. that type of thing. Yeah. 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 I feel like for me, it's like two, as many things are in my life, I feel like it's two different extremes. Like I'm either doing something stupid and pointless, like a broad city, or I'm like screaming my ass off in like a pearl. Like every time I see clips of Pearl I'm like I want that so bad like I want to come on set be fully like method acted out in my trailer alone like talking in a country accent I get walked over to set and I'm just screaming and the director is just recording like damn bitch you were going off how's your uh, country accent well like what kind of country accent? Because, like, that's just, like, a general country accent. But, like, there's, like, the Pearl country accent, like. Well, since we were talking about Miley, like, a Nashville. A Nashville accent. Like a Tennessee accent. Okay. Southern, Southern gal. Like a Southern gale. See, that's, that's like, me talking, like, if I'm, like, a male. Ew. <laughs> the way, like. <laughs> My oh Jesus! Um, like my complete like context changed. A male ill, but like that's like if let's you know. Let me read the question in a country accent. Where do you hope me myself and takes you? That's if I'm speaking like a guy. Where if I'm speaking like a female, I mean. But what also is male female? But y'all know what I mean. But I feel like whenever I'm doing like a lady country voice, it's very like Paula Dean esque. Like, if I read it, I'm going to be like, where do you hope me, myself, and takes you? Like, that's what... <laughs> Dolly Parton type. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Dolly's, like, her voice is, like, very light. So she would be like, where do you hope me, myself, and takes you? Like, it would be more so like that. And Pearl has, like, that, like... Like, Pearl's going through a lot of shit. So she has a country accent, but she's also, like... Mia Goth, too, has a unique voice too that adds to the country accent so it's interesting i love doing accents though whenever i'm alone and i'm talking to myself and i need to get things done i do it via accent my cousin does that really no way i feel so less alone yeah she does it she yeah she's it's just her thing really yeah. i love that like i'll be like going to walgreens and like if the aisle's alone i'll just be like all right, so I need more oh, this is face so cleanser. <laughs> really? Yeah, but she'll do that accent and speak Spanish. Oh, She's that's hot. Good. Yeah, that's fun. No, yeah, me like I'm immediately like in London or whatever. Like that's just where I go to. Or like if I'm talking to the dog and I'm alone, I always talk to like the dog in a British accent. I'm like Guido, let's go outside for a walk. And yeah, I don't know. It's fucking weird. And anyways, but yeah, y'all really like, oh no, this girl's in mental trouble here. But yeah, so that's that question. Um, yeah, I definitely would want to go there. I also would love like one of my like main things I want to do is like writing. Like I want to do like songwriting because I love, love, love writing. That's always been like my favorite way of communicating. And I know everyone says that, but I mean it. I would always write like creative stories and stuff like that in elementary school i'll never forget we had to write one in elementary school and i was like that weird kid that always bring a toy with me every day and there was this like beanie baby of a tiger that i had and i wrote this fucking like massive like action novel about the tiger i probably still have it back home somewhere and none of it probably makes sense but you know she was trying so yeah um, next question is five songs that would make an EP of the era of life you're in right now. That's a great question. You know what I mean? Like if you were to conceptualize like an EP, that's songs that describe your era right now. That's a great question. I'm going to say number one easily is escapism by Ray. Cause that's just like my favorite song of the past year. I yeah. fucking love that song. And also lyrically, that's just like me right now, but maybe not even like as somber because she was really going through some things and, you know, when making that song. So I don't want to like compare what I'm going through to what she was. But like the idea of like, I don't know what the fuck is going on with life. Oh, shit. There's something going on at the Rosemont tonight. Let's go. Like, that's just where I am right now. And it's very escapism-esque. So I'd say escapism is the opening track. Um, Fuck, this is a good question. I'm going to go to my on repeat list on Spotify. 
Okay. Obviously, escapism is the number one surprise. Um, yeah, think of yours too. I'm gonna say escapism. Um, my on repeat is literally all Miley's album because it just fucking came out. Sheesh. Um, I would say escapism. Obviously, I'm gonna say running out of time by Paramore from their new album. <laughs> this is why. Which, like, that song has helped me get my shit together. And, like, I listen to it. And I'm trying to, like, not be running out of time and not be late to everything and feel like right. an asshole. So, escapism, running out of time. Um, hmm. Million Different Ways by the Sugar Babes, which they just released back onto streaming finally from their album three. Fuck, Sugar Babes is going to be on here twice. Y'all are going to deal. Actually, no, I'm going to take that out. Escapism. What was the second one again? Fuck, what was the second one? Damn, what was the second one I had? Um... Oh, running out of time. Running Paramore. out of time, yeah, yeah, yeah. Escapism, running out of time. The third one is going to be... Damn, this is wild. How many songs are in this EP? Five. Oh, okay. So I need three more. I'm just... This is hard. I know. This is very hard because I take these very, very, very seriously. I feel like I just saw the one that I wanted. Escapism. Running out of time. Oh, um, I'm going to say Melt by Kehlani. Mm, that's a good one. I love that song. I love that song. That's my shower song. I love like her acoustic stuff. Like when she has more like guitars. Anything Kalila? What was that? Anything Kalila. That was my next choice. <laughs> Contact by Kalila's in there because like say the EP opens up with escapism. We're sad, but we're partying through it. Running out of time. We're chaotic. We're stressing. We're. How do you say her name? Kalila. Kalila. Yeah. Okay. And then Milk Kalani. That's when I'm taking a shower because showers are very integral to my life. I take like three a day. Not even because I sweat a lot, but I just consider them like a quarterly or like a hourly reset. I don't know. Weird. Um, Kalela Contact. And then we're going to close it with Today by the Sugar Babes because that's the song that I listen to when I get up in the morning. and It gets me motivated for the day. I'm going to write this out. So Escapism, track one. Track two, Running Out of Time, Paramore. Track three... What the fuck did I say for track three? Jesus Christ, where's my attention span going? That was the closing, wasn't it? Oh, no, that was three. No, then I, then I, oh, it was Melt by Kehlani. Melt Kehlani, because then I moved on to the bottom of the list. Gotcha. Uh, Track listing our albums. (laughs) So Escapism, Running Out of Time, Melt, Contact by Kalela, and then Today by the Sugar Babes. Amazing. That is my five-track EP of life and if i were to pick a title for it i think it would come from a lyric to one of these um or from one of these songs it would be Mm. (laughs) let's get into this crisis (laughs) let's get into this crisis i like that let's get into this crisis the debut ep from bad bussy in stores now and on streaming do you have yours um kind of um, let's see. I would probably put on there Retrograde by James Blake. Good one. Um, this is not in order. Um, Richer Than I've Ever Been Rick Ross, because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm in my money bag area right now. Very much so. Um, then I would do Bankhead Kalila. And then I would do Fruit by, um, I fucking love that song. By? I think her name's Abra. Yes, Abra. Oh my gosh, yes. I love that song. I was, I was like, is she about to say Abra? That's why I was like, that's a good song. That, um, Rose's EP is so good too. Yeah. I think it's from... 
It's uh, Roses, I it's believe. yeah, Rose. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's good. Oh, Unlock It by Abra, such a good song too with Playboy Cardi. That's a really good song. And then I need to end it with um, maybe Dog Days Are Over by Florence. Oh, that's a good one. That's in a playlist I have right now. That's like the soundtrack of my life. That's like one of the songs in there. Yeah. That's like it's 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 like a sad song, but it's like a feel good song. Oh, I'm going to listen to that after this. That's such a good song. I don't trust anyone that doesn't like that song. Wait, I need to add one more, though. Probably Bad Bunny song. Happiness. It hurts like a bullet inside. Oh, what a good song to end on a good note. Oh, Efecto Bad Bunny. Okay. That's a good balance. Yeah. You have like the James Blake that's like chill. Then Rick Ross. Exactly. Florence yeah. to be, to have a cathartic release. Abra. Abra. That's a nice list. Abra. Abra's the chill one. Bankhead. And then Bad Bunny. What would it be called, your EP? Um. <laughs> Let me see. Let's get into this crisis act too. It's a mindset. It's a mindset. I like yeah. that. You're good at names and titles. Oh, thanks. It's a mindset. Out now on streaming. It's a mindset. I like that. Do you really? I do too. I I'm really like it. Me. It would have a dot, 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 like dot, dot, dot. It's a mindset. I like that. All right. So... Next question. Would you be down to go on a date? Sir, we know each other. You should just ask me that directly. But the answer would probably be yes. Sliding in DMs. Yeah. Like, just ask me. Or next time you see me. Um, if you could pick two artists of completely different genres to collab, who would they be? I've thought about this a lot and I can't fucking remember anything. Two artists of two different genres to collab. <clears throat> I was thinking there's one that I really liked. Damn. Okay, I know what it is. Honestly, like I would love like how back in the day, like Linkin Park and Jay-Z had um what the fuck is the album called? Their, like, collab album. I listen to it at the gym all the time. I actually jump rope to that album a lot. <laughs> anyone cares to know about me. Collision Course. How they had that. I would love to hear, like, a girl's take on that. Wait, so I'd we love can't to... just slide past the fact that you like to jump rope. I like, love to. Double Dutch? No, I've never okay. been a Double Dutch girl. But, like, single rope, I won first place in my hey. field day. In first and second grade. Jump in used to be my shit. You remember? Corbin Blue, Kiki mm -hmm. Palmer. Absolutely. Good movie. Oh, mm -hmm. Yeah, I love jump roping. I love... I jump rope this morning. I love jump roping. I could jump rope for 20 minutes straight. Really? Mm -hmm. That's impressive. I love jump roping. Granted, it's kind of overwhelming after a while because it's like my titties just bouncing right. and my ass is clapping. Like at the end, it hurts. But it's worth it. It's very fulfilling. As long as you have a song that's at the tempo you want to be jumping at, you could do it. What do you jump rope to? Um, Any type of, like, upbeat. It either has to be, like, an upbeat, like, rock song or an upbeat, like, dance song. Or any song, really. It just has to be upbeat. Because I like to, like, speed rope. Like, I like to be, like, jump, 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 jump. So it has to, like, go at that tempo, if that makes sense. Or... What I'll do is I'll put on like a concert that I really like and listen to the live version of like that show. And I'll just like put myself in the performer's perspective and act like I'm performing it. And I'm jump roping because I have to keep stamina. That's so fun. Isn't it? Yes. Thank that's you. Fun because you're like making working out fun. It's disassociating. You're just, yeah. You're not just like I'm. Um, here. Oh my gosh, I have the time of my life when I work out because mainly <laughs> in my head I'm performing for MSG like on my eighth sold night out. But I'm actually at We're manifesting here. Hey, we actually are. Watch, we'll come back to this. We most definitely are. But yeah, um 
I would say something like a collision course, like a rock meets rap project, but I would love for it to be like Doja Cat be the vocal and be the rapper, like the main one. And then even let it be with like Linkin Park again. That would be hot. Or like a pair more or something like that. Like that would be so sick to me. And she's already experimented in rock sounds and stuff like that so many times and it's always worked well for her. So that would be really, really fun. That would really, really, really be fun. And yeah, speaking of music too, um, there's one more album I want to talk about. And it's raised my 21st century blues. Did you listen to it? Because I know you said you uh, knew escapism. Yeah, but I only knew it because I haven't listened to mm. all of it. Get into the album. It's so good. But I was into like, I didn't realize that they had like broken up to Kalani and uh, Surface. Wait, are we talking about the same album? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Zero Seventy Shake. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's are there on um, escapism. Yeah. That album. Oh, you're artist. not talking about that album? Who are you talking about? No, no, that album, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's the main artist, like the artist Ray. Mm -hmm. Like Escapism is her song in the 070 Shake. Yeah, yeah, song. yeah. Yeah, that album was really good. I haven't listened to that album. But yeah, I love 070 Shake. That's so funny. Oh, I love you, Kaylani. Do you, um, I recently found out how she got found. Who? 070 Shake. Really? How? Yeah, so basically, like, so she's from Bergen, Jersey. Mm-hmm. And, um... A friend who's in the industry, like, basically showed Kanye her music, and they reached out to her, and the rest is... Really? Yeah. And then... Wow. Yeah, that's wild. And then 070 is, like, the beginning of the era code of, like, Jersey. Oh, Yeah. That's so cute. Look how that happened for her. Wow. Dated Kalani now. Shit. I know. They're not together, though, anymore. No, they're not. It's just crazy. They were hot. Yeah, they were. I was into together. it. Together. Kehlani has had some hot relationships or entanglements. Like, Kehlani was with Victoria Monet for a minute. She was. And they wrote um, Touch Me she about each other. And then yeah. she had Victoria featured on the song, which was genius. She dated Kari. Uh-huh. YG. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else she dated? I'm trying to remember who else. Kehlani is so hot. I love Kehlani. I she, love yeah. Kehlani. Sweet Sexy Salvage, Sweet Salvage, Sweet Sexy Savage is one of the like defining albums of my Have life. Have you seen her perform? I watched her tour for that album. Ugh, mm. such a good show. I miss that. That was like 2017, which feels so long ago now. Have you? Nope. She's so good. But my girlfriend's into her, so I think oh, I gotta have to catch a show. Yes, you should. Yeah. I think she's still on tour. I know she's doing like Europe now yeah, or something. Yeah, she's doing Europe, yeah. So she's Yo, her photographer is fire. I know, her photographer is so good. She is amazing. I've actually... Really good. The I've been whole... following her tour because of a like her photographer. Mm -hmm. She's incredible. All those shots are amazing. Like their whole team is so good. Like even like Kilani's DJ that they've had for years is always so yeah. good. Like before the show gets everyone hyped. Like good team. Kehlani and company like shout out to y'all whoever and however you guys pick that out but yeah um yeah raise my 21st century blues is excellent it would be a dream of mine for Ray to be on the show we'll see how that will happen one day putting things out there in the, into the universe and whatnot but yeah I honestly think that's been a lovely tangent for y'all to listen to while you're driving to work on the train to work cleaning your apartment or something i want to say i apologize for all the tangents but like i don't know if you've noticed that's kind of the point of this and if you know me the way i know myself i think some of my most endearing qualities is the fact that i know how to go on a almost hour-long tangent and still find a way to bring it back around hopefully or maybe i'm completely lying on camera but anyways it's been so real. Absolutely lovely. Everyone, I appreciate all the love and support you've given the show. Like going to like the clubs and stuff like that lately and hearing people just be like, I love your podcast. It's so good. I watch it. Like that's shit is so fucking sweet. And it really, it really means a lot. So thank you and keep watching, keep supporting. 
And if there's anyone you want to see to come on the show, like feel free to comment. Feel like this person needs to come on. Or at the person, let them know and never stop bugging them. And I could give you a few names, Victoria Monet, Kalani, Miley. Like, let those girls know. Let those individuals know. Like, get onto this show. Sometimes the girls don't know and we just have to put them on. So if that's what we must do, then that's what we must do. But what I must do is wrap this shit up because we got a few more episodes with lovely people that I'm so excited for y'all to get to know. But yeah, you can follow me at Bad Bussy on Instagram. The podcast Instagram is mm underscore and underscore pod. I always forget that shit. It was quite a complicated name. Instagram is really picky with names, but you know I post that shit in the description and little fun, cute graphics and whatnot. So we try to make it easier for you. But yeah, I'm going to wrap this shit up because I need a little nap. We'll see you all next week.